0: In episode 38, I will share one small tip that can have a big impact to help you start reinventing yourself for remote work or remote business. You're listening to the Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out the remote work options. I believe that remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. Today's short but actionable episode is brought to you by Remote Work School. Remote Work School is my training and coaching program that helps people figure out their remote work or business options. Now, at the time of this recording, the new cohort is beginning and I only open a few seats each time so that I can give individual attention to each person. You can check it out at camilatel.com slash remote work school or click the link in the show notes. In last week's episode number 37, I talked about how you can reinvent yourself or you should reinvent yourself for remote work or business. I touched on a number of things like reinventing your skills, reinventing your work identity, some of the technology that you use and coming up to speed on the current ones that we use today, and even reinventing the things you say when you work with others. Because we are not only working in a remote workforce. We're working in a multicultural and multi-generational workforce as well. So if you missed that episode, go back and listen to episode 37 because it sets the tone for today's episode and then the remaining episodes for the month. Now for today, I want to focus on one main tip to help you start your reinvention process. Sometimes when we think about reinventing ourselves, it tends to be a little overwhelming. You might Think you need to reinvent everything all at once everywhere, and you don't. You really have to get anchored in one core story about yourself. And when you get anchored in that story, it makes everything else you do easier. Now, I have worked with nearly a thousand people over the last five years in remote work school. I mentioned at the top of the episode that's my coaching and training program. More on that at the end of the episode. Now, because I've worked with so many people, I see where people get stuck most. And one of the top places that people get stuck is when they describe what they do to other people. And you can probably relate to this. You're at a party or you're hanging out or you're talking to friends and somebody says, well, what do you do? And it's really hard to answer the question, especially if you're in transition. If you're maybe leaving a career or trying something new or starting a business or maybe you're dabbling in a new freelance service, sometimes it's really hard to take that and put it into a couple of sentences. It's, it's really one of the hardest things to do. And one of the reasons people get stuck is because there's something like a subconscious message that maybe you're not aware of. And for a lot of people, that subconscious message says to them, don't toot your own horn, or you know what, you shouldn't brag about yourself, or you're nothing special. Everybody has that skill. And so whether you're aware of that or not, it is those messages that tend to hold people back from being able to summarize what they can do in a pretty short way. And so when these thoughts come in, Again, either consciously or unconsciously, they can really hold you back from seeing new opportunities, taking advantage of opportunities that come your way, or even making the money that you deserve. Now, I see this happen all the time on places like resumes or LinkedIn profiles. I hear it a lot in verbal conversations, so I know that it comes up in interviews. So before I give you the main takeaway, let me tell you just a couple of quick tips. These are like tiny tips. The top of your resume should really have a summary statement, not an objective. And a summary statement is similar to what I'm describing. It's a short way to say what you do, who you are, and how you can help. And that's something where you could really put some more effort into, get that dialed in, because that can go a long way. And the second place you can do that on your resume is in your skills. Now, I'm not going to talk about skills today, and we'll talk about that on a future episode, But that skills section of a resume is another place where people get really stuck because they don't want to brag about themselves or they don't know what to say there, but it doesn't take much. You just need a few key skills and just getting them down on paper can really make the difference in how potential employers see you, how potential clients see you, and even how potential partners and collaborators might see you if you are going into business for yourself. And I mentioned LinkedIn, so the same thing applies with LinkedIn, is you want to you be able to describe yourself in short, clear ways in writing. Now, where people really get stuck is when they talk about themselves in conversations and in interviews. And you may have heard this be referred to as your 30-second elevator pitch, or even 20 seconds, because you know shorter is better these days. But I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about a pitch where you pitch yourself to somebody Because when you think about it, pitching yourself to somebody makes it all about you. And it's not really supposed to be all about you. And I'll give you an example of this in a moment. But that's kind of what people think it is, right? It's like you're stuck in an elevator and you only have a few seconds to tell somebody about you. And so you're on the spot, you're under pressure, and somehow you're supposed to get that out in not only 30 seconds or less, but have it sound really coherent, right? Really good really wow and impress somebody. Well, that's a lot of pressure and most people will crumble under that pressure. And I want to give you an example of what not to do, because this is what most people do. Somebody says, what do you do? And for this example, let's pretend that I'm a project manager or I'm applying to a job to be a project manager. And somebody says, well, what do you do? Tell me about yourself. And here's what not to do. I might say something like, well, I'm a project manager." I've been a project manager for 20 years. I'm really good at organizing and planning things. I'm very detail oriented. I can work in any environment. And my top skills are time management and meeting deadlines on time, all with a smile. Of course, nobody would really ever say it that way, but you get the gist. Now, maybe you heard that and you thought, well, that sounded pretty good. It wasn't bad, especially off the cuff, and it was certainly less than 30 seconds. But what I just mentioned, the summary of that, it really was all about me. I didn't say anything about the other person. I didn't say anything about what the employer or that potential client is struggling with. I didn't connect my skills to what they do or what they hope to achieve. And that all feels like a lot of pressure to most people. So I want to give you an alternative. And at first, this might sound I don't know, a little forced, but bear with me because it's only gonna feel forced or sound forced the first time. But once you hear it and once you practice it, it'll start to become more natural. So again, same scenario, talking to somebody, I'm really interested in a project management job and here is my, I'll call it pitch for lack of a better word, but here's what I would say. I need to give you more context. In this example, I'm already aware that the employer or the client is looking for a project manager to help them create a digital product. Okay. So they asked me the question and I answer, one of the most challenging things for people who want to create a digital product is getting started. You know, ideas can be so overwhelming, way too many decisions to make, which keeps people stuck and then never putting their ideas into action. That's where my proven project management track record can really help you get over the hump. We work together and I will help you bring the best of your ideas and turn them into the digital product you keep thinking about, but you never seem to have time to create. And my ability to plan and organize and collaborate with you will get you to the finish line. So I don't know if you noticed the difference. One maybe sounded a little bit more markety than the other, but the second one was way less about me and far more about the other person. Now, to be able to do that, you certainly have to do a little bit of research. You do need to understand enough about the business or the employer or the client, ideally the goal or the type of things that they're working on. And then what you have to do is you have to mine your own skills and you have to figure out the meeting point between what you have to offer and what they need from you. So again, yes, there's a little bit more upfront work there, but I tell you, once you get this core phrasing down, you use it for everything or pieces of it. You don't even have to use the whole thing because it is a mouthful. But you can use it as an anchor. You can take snippets of it and put it in a resume. You can take a sentence of it and use it in a conversation. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm a big fan of different tools like artificial intelligence, like ChatGPT. So you could take what you wrote Feed it into some AI software and generate even more ideas to help you come up with more things to say. And the best part about it is it's less about you and it's more about somebody else. It's more about the person you want to help. It actually takes the pressure off. Now, if you need to rewind this podcast and listen to example one and then example two again, because I'd love for you to take a crack at coming up with your own example. That might be hard for you. And I understand that. So here's my offer to you. I mentioned at the top of the episode today, I am opening up a new cohort of remote work school. You can click the link below or you can go to com slash remote work school. Check it out. If you want help with any of this, if you need help putting your thoughts on paper, if you're thinking about working remotely or freelancing or starting a business, I encourage you to check out Remote Work School. If you can't join this time, no problem. Take a look at my free training, which I'll talk about at the very end of the episode. Now, next week, we're going to build off of this. We're going to talk about how to turn your struggles into strengths. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. I will see you then. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out my free remote work training where you can get more ideas and action steps for how to work with me on your remote work options. Go to camillatel.com slash remote-training or you can find the link in the show notes.